1: on a holiday <laughs> and then my dad looks at him he goes oh um you make you you know you like drinking right you make mixed drinks why don't you make her a mixed drink when she comes over i'll get you a martini shaker and what do you, what, what ingredients do you need <laughs> so, what do you want to like target real quick or something <laughs> dude i'm like bro what is she gonna do <laughs> fucking walk through the door and my brother's with the martini shaker yeah.
0: hey <laughs> <laughs>
1: how are you in five Four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I am your host, David So. Just checking my phone real quick. It was just buzzing off like a fucking weirdo. And we have Ed Park here, AKA Ed Park VP. What's up? Uh, In the last podcast that you guys probably saw, which, you know, I don't even know what the comments are like right now, but (laughs) I know people are mad at me. (laughs) And guess what? I don't fucking care. (laughs) <laughs> I don't care no more Never cared then Still don't fucking care now Just a couple of thoughts And guess what You're allowed to disagree with me And I appreciate yeah. it Because you guys are being honest Everyone read it
2: And everyone had a thought
1: You just kind of Set it into a microphone
2: <laughs> That's all Yeah. You know
1: But I, I kind of like it When people Not that I, I'm searching For it or anything mm-hmm. Right But I, I like the idea That people can speak their mind And then they should know That I'm okay with it As long as you have points to it yeah. Right I don't think you're dumb for it I think it's just different You know, that's all that it is. I praise you. I think that you are great. I think genius brain listeners are some of my favorite people on earth. And when I get to meet fans who are genius brain listeners, they are they're always the best. Mm. They're so good. I'm like, damn, you guys are fucking dope. Yeah. Sometimes I want to bring them on the podcast.
0: Mm.
2: Or you might have an attack on Titan situation. Oh yeah.
1: Sorry, okay. all these inside jokes. But, yeah. hey, that's a previous episode, as yeah. you know. Fucking Mr. Tiny Hands. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Dude, sad story, which you know, by the time this comes out, I'm thinking it's already been like a month past. And, you know, on this podcast, I don't, sometimes I just don't care to talk about topics when it just comes out. Yeah. And usually when I do, I get all the information messed up, anyways. Yeah. Because I'm only regurgitating the information that people who are, you know, basically like me, that are just saying stuff that they believe to be true at the time. And then later you find out that it's not true. Yeah. Also, sometimes too, you just want to process your thoughts a little more because you just have more stuff to say about it. Yeah. But I think sometimes people just want, they want you to talk about it right now. But like, hey, let me just think on it for a second. Mm-hmm. So about a month ago, Jason David Frank passed away, right? Yeah. For people who aren't in their 30s or maybe in their late 20s, uh, you probably don't understand... What impact he had On a lot of our lives He was my fucking hero Dude Jason David Frank If you don't know Was the original Green Ranger yep, yep. Of the American Power Rangers mm-hmm. um, Fucking cool as shit dude Yeah Like He came in as a bad guy And he was yep. a bad boy And his eyes would Green, and yep. he would creep on the Pink Ranger <laughs> all the time, dude. Yeah. he was basically Peppy Le Pew. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Sit, Sit, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. He yeah. was just so yeah. fucking yeah. cool. That was kind of genius of him to have his own identity in the way he did his hop keys, mm-hmm. too. Right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden on the playground, everyone's doing his hop keys. Yeah. Right. Sit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the Bruce Lee shit anymore. Mm-hmm. What? It was, yeah, it wasn't like that. It was like that Tommy Hopkins, and yeah. like it was such a huge thing for us, like
1: growing up. Yeah, when I when I first read about the news, like like I said, when 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 the topic of suicide comes up, it always like freaks me out a little bit in the sense of. Um, it's really, really true when people say, you don't know what somebody else is going through. You just you fucking just don't, don't right? Yeah. Like, you know, from an outside perspective, I think prior to people talking about mental health, like the instant reaction is this person had so much to live for. If I was in their position, why, I would never, because there's so much things to be grateful for. But you can't tell people to be grateful for things that they don't see themselves, Yeah. right? And who knows what he was actually going through, um, when I thought he died, I thought it was like from some type of accident or whatever. Yeah, a car accident, something. And then I was thinking, wait, how old is he? Like, he's not. He's in old. his later forties. I think he was like forty-seven or something. Forty-seven, or maybe even yeah. early fifties, which is really fucking young, right? Yeah, yeah. And the cool thing about Jason David Frank, if you guys don't know, and I was still following him for a while, not on Instagram, but just kind of following him here and there, just checking up on like my childhood heroes here yeah. and there. He actually did MMA. Right, I've seen that, I've seen that clip. He did MMA at like light heavyweight. He was like 205 pounds, fought this guy who wasn't that good himself, but either way, it doesn't matter. He was in a fucking cage and he was a pro fighter and he fucking arm barred the shit out of this guy and (laughs) beat him.
0: It was amazing.
1: Like yeah, I'm watching, he actually, he actually did it. You yeah, know? we're watching this TV superhero actually do it in real life, which you don't fucking see. Yeah, like pretty a, fucking cool. A lot of us would have killed to see. Like, um, I wonder how Bruce Lee would have
2: done in the cage. Yeah, I wonder how Jackie Chan or Jet Li would have done, or Donnie uh, Yen. Donnie Yen, love to see him in the cage for yeah. real. Yeah. yeah, but then
1: our Power Ranger did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fucking dope. So apparently he was going through a divorce mm. with his wife. Yeah, yeah. And his wife was the one that found him dead, right? I I didn't read into it. So like
2: I I, I was up one morning and then just looked up the Twitter trendings. Jason David Frank. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I clicked it and then it was like RIP, RIP, RIP. But when you keep scrolling, like uh, early news was like it was suicide. But everything was such a rumor. But when I saw suicide, I put my phone away. Like I could not, I didn't want to read further into it. I think like I read into
1: he was going through a divorce. But as far as from that, like I I had to put it down, like uh, it broke my heart. I mean, here's a quote from her. So my name is Tammy Frank and my husband was Jason David Frank, who tragically lost his life to suicide last week. While Jason was a well-known name to some. We lived a very normal life with ups and downs, just like anyone else. It has shocked and saddened me beyond belief to see that the media has turned my family's tragedy into a tall tale. Since Jason's death, I have been harassed online and can no longer stand to watch my husband's good name be slandered. I love my husband and we were trying to work through our problems. His death comes as a shock to me as anyone else. The truth is I had no idea that Jason was thinking of ending things. Yes, he had struggled with mental health issues and depression before, but I could never predict what would happen that night. It was meant to be a fun weekend getaway, and instead I lost the love of my life. Jason was a good man, but he was not without his demons. He was human, just like the rest of us. We initially planned to separate. That part is true. Oh, so they were on the verge of getting divorced. Mm. However, that is the only part of the story. The part that has been told is that at the time of his passing, we had called off our separation and were in the process of reuniting. Don't get me wrong. We had ups and downs and many troubles during our 19-year-old marriage, but this was a. Especially hard uh, an especially hard year for us a year ago my daughter Shayla whom Jason helped me raise as his own suddenly passed away. Mm. Wow. Mm. Jason had been the one to find her when it happened and the situation wrecked our family emotions between losing her and helping raise her baby son. Jason and I started having marital issues for anyone who has known the pain of losing a child. I know you understand how such a loss changes things in your marriage. However, about six weeks ago, they decided to rekindle their romance after a a close uh, family friend helped us realize that we still love each other. And yes, we shouldn't just give up yet. Uh, As part of their plan to reconnect, Jason planned a two night getaway in which the two attended a country dance uh, dancing event. Something Tammy says Jason knew she. Uh, he loved to do. We danced and stayed out at the event until the bar closed. When we got back to the hotel, Jason and I were having a heartfelt and emotional talk in his room. To help Jason relax and sober up before turning down to sleep, I went downstairs to get a snack from the lobby. I must have been gone no more than 10 minutes. I went back upstairs and began knocking on the door to no answer. I knocked repeatedly and kept calling for his name to open the door. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. She's, she's not saying it all. I I don't know if the hotel staff or a guest called the police, but after I was taken downstairs by the police, they were able to open the door and found that Jason took his life. Uh, She continues, these were the disturbances that has been brought up numerous times online. All we want is to remember Jason. Oh, concluding her statement, Tammy asked that people stop making assumptions and leave my family to grieve peacefully. All we want is to remember Jason in our happiest memories and move on from the pain of losing a loved one. I only ask for sympathy and understanding during this difficult time. To all the fans and supporters of Jason and our family, thank you for your kind words. And um, we wish, uh, and God bless you all. That's fucking nuts. Um, yeah, I kind of heard about this. I didn't want to misquote it. That's why I just kind of read the whole thing. So you yeah, guys can yeah. kind of hear it uh, if you're listening to this online. But so essentially what happened was that they went on a couple's getaway to rekindle their you know failing marriage that they're trying to fix. And he decides to do it at on their getaway. He commits wow. suicide. He killed himself in the room and she was trying to come into the door and he locked it and he killed himself. Man. That yeah, is fucking so, heavy. Yeah.
2: How crazy is that shit? That's wild. I mean, like no more than 10 minutes and just getting snacks. Like that's, yeah. I mean, what was tragic? He,
1: how did he do that? Was he hung himself? or I don't know what he did, but he took his life in that bedroom and locked it so yeah. she couldn't come in. And this is after they just had a heartfelt talk and they opened up to each other. Mm. That means he was planning to do it how fucking nuts is that? You never know.
2: You never know, like you said earlier, like what somebody is going through in their heads and such. But, you know, um, for a lot of people too, uh, especially if you've had suicidal thoughts and such, like um, it's important to know that there are people that love you and care for you. Um, It's also important to know like, you know, but what about five years from now? Would you want to do it kind of thing? it's also important to be aware like do you want to really hurt yourself and kill yourself or are you going through a tough time and you just don't want to exist anymore yeah like, you don't want to commit suicide but you feel like dying you know and that's a very deep thing to have to deal with um with a lot of people who struggle with these things the tragic part being the fact that he his wife was there with him they were on yeah. a getaway and it's like uh, maybe there was just the, uh, the point of no return kind of thing. Like when you say he planned it, where it was like, this is how he wanted it to go. Possibly. You know
1: what's interesting? Um, so I was actually kind of shocked, but Bart and Gio, and I could talk about this because they talked about it openly yeah. too, but uh Barton Gio talked about his dad. Did you see that? I just saw the post the other day. It was like,
2: I, I was late to it. And then I just saw, it. I was like, oh my God, Yeah, that was a shock to me too. Yeah.
1: I mean, not that I knew
2: them or anything, but yeah, it's tragic.
1: Yeah, and you know, I didn't listen to the podcast, so I'm not going to go into details. But so, basically, what happened was uh, I was in uh, Hawaii at the time, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we were opening up June B, uh, Waikiki. If you guys are in Hawaii, check that out. Um, and I get uh, a text from Bart, and Bart's like, "Hey, like uh, something crazy happened in my life, and I-, I need to talk to you about it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, cool. Hit me up and." just like in Bart's fucking fashion, this jackass was like, I'll hit you up later. And then he <laughs> uh-huh. just leaves me on red for fucking like 10 hours. <laughs> I'm over here like, what the fuck is
0: it? You yeah, know, yeah, cause yeah. I'm
1: freaking the fuck out. Bart never says this type of shit. Yeah. I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, fucking <laughs> This motherfucker would say something like, hey, this is, the, this is some crazy shit that happened to me. I need to talk to you. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Yeah, why didn't you just, just leave you hanging? Why didn't you just message me when you could talk to me? You fucking dick. <laughs> He's just thinking about you. <laughs> yeah, and so finally, I was like, "Hey, are we gonna talk?" He goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll call you like an hour." So he tells me about what happens with with his dad, right? Um, now his dad passed away. Yeah, right, and we all know how he passed away, right? Mm-hmm. He he, you know, committed suicide. Yeah. Which I was a little surprised that you know he was so open about it because I I went into my headspace and I was thinking I don't think I could do that yeah I don't think I could tell people about that yeah um but you know everybody deals with their stuff differently like I'm not him and he's not me um and I don't know what their specific relationship was we only and you know for you guys too you only get to see their relationship for what you see on the online um so I'm not gonna get into too many details about that type of stuff but. You know, when I thought about that shit too, like, you know, afterwards we talked on the phone, I was in Hawaii and, you know, that shit still like trips me out. Cause this is a man I've met. Right. And if, and if you see Bart's dad or if you've ever had the opportunity to see him, you know, it goes back to that thing of, you don't know what people go through. Cause he smiles a lot. Mm-hmm. He's always laughing and shit. Like yeah. you don't know what the fuck he's thinking, but he's always smiling and laughing. And I could only think about like how, especially as an older Asian man, how fucking lonely that must've been for him. How lonely is that, right? Especially because, um, and I'm pretty sure Bart has talked about kind of like what his dad did to even come into America. Yeah. It was a lot, right? So he's basically at the finish line. His dad's older. And then even then through through all the stuff, he will still decide to take his life. So as, as a person from the outside, I'm just trying to like wrap my head around, like what the fuck was he going through that nobody could even sense this type of stuff? Yeah. His own son. You know, his ex-wife, his his daughter-in-law, like nobody fucking knew. And I didn't know, nobody knew. Yeah. And then he still decided that life wasn't worth it, even when he's right at the finish line. Yeah. He, well, he has what, another like 10, 15 years maybe? And mm-hmm. it wasn't, that wasn't enough to keep him alive, mm-hmm. right? He has a grandson. He has a grandson that he's always wanted. And even then, that wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of look at their journey, and I was thinking the other night, it was like, damn, he went... He moved to Vegas, right originally, and then Bart was supposed bought him a house, Mm -hmm. and then um, he didn't like Vegas. Yeah, left there, went back to L.A., and then that's where he decided to take his life. So I'm thinking from my position and perspective of like trying to figure out what caused this, and you know I'm never going to know, but it was like maybe the signs were there that nobody really could see because we didn't we weren't looking hard enough because his son very successful he sees this relationship that he has with his grandson he's like this is a beautiful thing goes to vegas his son buys him a house everything is laid out for him he's still not happy he goes i want to move back to la he goes back to la he's still not happy there's nothing that's really satisfying him and he's kind of at this you know i think like too when your job's done as a parent your life goals are now complete and now you're just kind of left with your own thoughts. Maybe it's like your regrets, things that yeah. you wanted, and the things that you want to do because you're older you can't do anymore. So maybe he was left with that despair, and then nobody knew it. He didn't have anybody to talk to because he's an old Asian man. Yeah, how fucking crazy is? That? How sad is that shit?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought about that exact thing that you're saying right now. When my dad passed, mm. um, he passed in his sleep. Um. It was like a major cardiac arrest kind of thing. But even still, looking back on the last years of his life, just the idea of loneliness struck me very hard. And the the thought of how lonely he must have been was in my head for a long time.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest in flip flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume, it's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friend. Friends, nothing bad for you in there, and definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code GENIUS to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today.
2: You know, um, because of, you know, I I sit here and like I tell these crazy fucking stories about where I grew up, where my store is, you know. Um, and the real thing that I looked out there about like how I was affected by it was also extreme loneliness, you know. And for sure, yeah. The the thought really broke my heart that um the fact that my dad was a poor English speaker and didn't make friends, didn't have friends, I believe was so far away from any like real Korean community kind of thing. Um, Yeah. That's why it became important for me to, to, you know, do the best I could to have a community and the idea of community, make sure I had friends that had my back as as well and and such. But yeah. um, It's, it's still like, very confounding, like, and I don't think we'll ever understand um,
1: why somebody
2: would make these choices
1: yeah. you know, for them. And That's the well. weird thing too, is like when I think about his father and you talk about your father, and I think about my dad, I'm like, dude, this guy's fucking embarrassing, dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, for sure. I think of my dad sometimes and I'm like, some of these guys have like such tragic stories. I look at my dad, I'm like, you need to chill, bro. You fucking embarrassing. Cause I went back to, um, like, I love my dad, but you know, this kind of ties into what I'm talking about because, you know, You know, my mom says about my dad too, where she goes, you know, sometimes your dad to me, I look at him and he's like the saddest person on earth. And I'm like, why? I was like, because he wants to be so close to you, but he does everything he can to push you away. Yeah. You know? So his version of what he does to keep us close does not do that. Like, for example, I'll give you this fucking, so, you know, I went back for Thanksgiving, right? And my dad is somebody who loves us so much. He tries to help us in any way possible no matter how fucking annoying and inappropriate it is yeah right so back at home there's these uh people that we grew up with right uh grew up with in the sense that they're kind of like in the same neighborhood type of thing and i didn't know these 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 uh two kids there right it's these two girls because our age gap at the time well still now is like four years and like six years right well when you're younger, that's a huge age gap, right? So I'm a, a senior in high school. The other one's like in junior high, that was in elementary school. So I knew them as those girls that would hold each other's hands, they would be chilling on their driveway. And there's only a few Korean people in our neighborhood. So my parents get this bright idea. My dad, he goes, I'm gonna hook up your brother with, that, with one of the girls there, <laughs> right? Cause now they're in the thirties. Yeah. And then without even asking my brother, if he even cares to, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you how fucking awkward my dad is, okay? So I'm like the, the medium in between all this other bullshit. And my dad is like, oh, we're all going to have dinner together because my parents got really close with their parents over pandemic. yeah, And so they're like, okay, I want you to meet her. And then my brother's like, okay, I came here. I didn't get a haircut. I didn't bring any fucking clothes. <laughs> yeah. He goes, well, we just didn't want to like, you know, set you up with anything. He goes, no. I didn't bring anything. Yeah, it's the opposite. <laughs> and then he goes, "Okay, fine." And so my dad, sh- I shit you not, in the fucking morning, this is what he does. It's like seven a.m. My dad just comes into my brother's room, turns on the lights, closes the door, and walks out. What? W- and my brother's <laughs> like, "What the fuck? What are you doing? Why'd you do that?" And he goes, "Oh, she's coming over today. Yeah, at oh two p.m. <laughs> it's fucking seven a.m. on a holiday." <laughs> and then my dad looks at him. He goes, "Oh." Um, you make you 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 like drinking, right? You make mixed drinks. Why don't you make her a mixed drink when she comes over? I'll get you a martini shaker and what? Do you, what, what ingredients do you need? <laughs> so what you want to like Target real quick or something? Dude, I'm like, bro, what is she gonna do? <laughs> Fucking walk through the door and my brother's with the martini yeah. shaker. Hey, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> Let's party. Let's
0: party. <laughs> you
1: look like you're a martini girl. Like, what the fuck Dude, why are you so, and my brother's getting pissed. He goes, what is the logic behind this? Yeah. Why the fuck? I'm just going to walk up to her. You like mixed drinks? What, what are you talking about? And then my bro- dad goes, you should take care of your skin. Here, you want me to, you want me to <laughs> massage your face to you? To massage your face today? What? It's like, has he ever? <laughs> so I looked at my dad. I was like, dude, you're making this worse. Yeah. Number one, you didn't even tell him about her. Number two, massage his face. Oh, you're an esthetician now? <laughs> what, was he going to be there when Dude, they were meeting? So I was like, hey, when have you used lotion ever? <laughs> what do you know about lotion? He goes, I'll massage his face for him. I'm like, with those fucking sandpaper hands of yours, yeah. <laughs> you're going to rip his fucking face to shreds. Don't touch him. Oh I'm my like, God. And I'm just like taking, and I'm taking my parents aside. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're making this 10 times. First of all, you're acting as if they're married. Yeah. You don't even know if they fucking like each other. They've never met each other. <laughs> they haven't even met her. What the fuck? This is it's my It's gonna be this, so weird. This is my fucking father, dude. Yeah. And so the whole so we're all having dinner together and we're talking or whatever. And by the way, she's super cool. My brother's super cool. It's all have it's all a good time. And then before we're about to leave, you go, let's all take a fucking picture together. I'm like, I, uh, Jesus Christ, Christmas of everything that's good and holy. Why are you doing this? As we're about to take the photo, right? Guess what my mom does? What? She starts pushing the girl into my brother. Oh my god! And then I'm just like, please stop doing this. this Could is, you imagine how fucking embarrassing? This is like the Hail Mary right now. Yeah, the night's almost and over. I was like, go ahead, go ahead, just stand next to him. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, hey, why don't you get him some condoms too? Dude. Yeah. This one is so thin. Yeah. <laughs> you never peel anything. Yeah, he's the lamest. Thing. Dude, and then, okay, so she leaves, right? And already, my brother's here. I'm irritated for him, but my brother's taking it pretty well at this point, but I know he, like, my brother holds things in and then he explodes later. I'm not like that. I address yeah. things on the spot. And so my brother's in the room and my dad comes up. He starts shaking his hand. He goes, congratulations. It's like,
0: for what? <laughs> what
1: the? Congratulations. Congra- for what are you congratulating him for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. What? Yeah. <laughs> for what? This is this is my father. Yeah. The most embarrassing man on earth. And I just looked at him. And I, so my mom had to go talk to him because I had to talk to my mom because she was doing too much too. But my mom's a lot more reasonable. So, you know, in Korean, I'm telling her, I was like, imagine how you're making your older son feel right now. I was like, you're treating him as if number one, I was like, you don't even know what if she doesn't like him? Mm-hmm. How <laughs> awkward is that? Yeah. You guys are family friends. And then we meet, we, we meet up now during the holidays. You don't even know if she likes She goes, Why wouldn't she like him? Listen, I know you love your son, but he's not fucking perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't even, you don't even know if, if he likes her, then how awkward for them.
2: Yeah, man, this is like such a nightmare, like fucking conversation or like situation
1: I have to go through. Dude, witnessing it was hard for me, dude. Yeah. Because I'm always going to be on my brother's side, you know? So I'm looking at my mom. I was like, you know, he goes, well, he's not, your brother's not complaining. I was like, how many times have you told me that you get mad at our brother because he just snaps out of nowhere? He goes, he doesn't snap out of nowhere. He's very patient with both of you. He's so calm, and he takes all of your fucking shit until he just goes boom and explodes. Then you gaslight him, and you go, "Look at this temper!" Yeah, as you just <laughs> dragged him through this field of knives of embarrassment, yeah, as he's shame. getting shredded up. Yeah, and then you go, "Why are you acting like this?" That was your problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no way to do. He's on there. No way to. Like, Why are you being like this? He's fucking gaslighting his ass. Yeah. And so I'm telling him, I was like, I'm watching him and he's on the cusp of fucking flipping out. Like you need to stop. Don't message him. Don't say fucking anything. Yeah. Of course, what happens? I leave. I'm next to my brother. Guess what? He gets a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I call my mom. What did I fucking just say? She goes, whoa. I was like, I'm next to him right now. And she goes, oh.
0: <laughs> she <hangs> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> and she fucking
2: hangs up on me. It's
1: a speakerphone or something. <laughs> Oh
2: my gosh. Dude. But yeah, I mean, like they they don't realize the kind of shit they do to
1: push you away too. It's like, Mm -hmm. man, like this is becoming an obligation, you know? (laughs) It's like, and even if they did like each other, let's say they eventually, I don't know, start dating, right? And they like each other, right? Yeah. They are, they will, I told my mom too, like, I think a lot of Asian parents or Asian kids kind of feel this way. It's like, when you treat your children this way, you allow for a very unhealthy relationship to happen where they're going to start lying to you. Mm. Because they can't be honest with you because of how you behave. Yeah. What they say, you're very dismissive of. You do things in the way that you want it, and it's because of for your and you think it's for your motives, right? It's like, oh, and they were telling me, oh, it's because I want him to find a girl and get married. He's gonna get married. He he dates all the time. Yeah. I was like, you're lying to us right now. You're looking for the girl that you like. Mm. Not that's good for him a girl that you like, and that's very selfish. Yeah. And I told them too, I was like, here's the weird thing about you guys. It's like, like I said, a lot of Asian kids probably feel this way. It's just, they kind of do things in the way where, like, like we said, you do everything to push us away, even though you're trying to keep us really, really close. Yeah. And by you trying to hold on to us this tight, it creates this fucking rift between us. Yeah. And it causes your kids to end up lying to you about things because they can't be honest. Because even if when they are honest, you are you dismiss you're very dismissive of everything that they say. Mm. Mom, I feel uncomfortable because you did that. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right. This is what happened today. What did you do? Mm. This is the rhetoric that happens between Asian kids and I knew this would happen. Exactly. You're such a, you're, you you would do this. Mm -hmm. Uh. Why do you lie to me all the time? Because you create an environment where they feel they have to lie to salvage your relationship. Mm. They feel that in order for us to like have a relationship with them, that we have to lie now. Because if we don't lie, we're going to argue, we're going to fight. Because I already know the moment I say something, you're going to be like, ugh, whatever
2: you know, like I came from a place with a very honest relationship with my mom. Right. Mm -hmm. But it came to a point too, where now I am like at the, you know, life is better when I just lie. Yeah. And I, I used to hate that about like, just as a character trait mom, like lying or liars or whatever. So I was a very honest person to like (laughs) a fault, Mm -hmm. you know, and At one point, this is like towards the last month of me being in Washington state at my gas station in the middle of fucking nowhere, hating this life, you know, and I'm just talking to my own, like, how am I supposed to stay here and run this gas station? How am I supposed to do any, how am I supposed to make friends? How am I supposed to do shit out here? right? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, how am I supposed to get married? And then I was like, are you going to call some Korean girl from Korea from some family friend to come get married to me so she can get her green card? And then my mom looked at me like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit. I was like, you're really planning this? And then, like, she was like, yeah, what's the problem? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> God. Like, everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it? <laughs> what
1: are you talking about? She's like, you found me out.
2: Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm out of here. That was like one of the things. I was things like, mom, like, you know, I don't speak away. Korean
1: that well, right? Like, yeah. what the fuck? How would we even talk? Well, how are we going to? F- yeah, the you you go No, so I'm
2: like, dude, like I uh, came to a point too, man, like I said, with the honesty, right? Uh, just like to preface right now, like, I had this major existential crisis with my faith, and my mom is such a hardcore Christian. and her pride in me was the fact that I, I did ministry. Like, and that I was like a missionary and all that stuff. Like, that was why she was so proud of me. That's how religious my mom is. Yeah. And I was just calling her out. Like, I was like, I don't even think, I don't know if I'm a Christian. I don't even think you're a Christian kind of thing. And once I said something like, I don't even know if God is real. Right. Because I was in an agnostic camp, which I am, you know, now. And she fucking lost it. Yeah. She flipped her fucking mind and she had a laptop on her lap at the, that moment. She just slammed it shut and just fucking tossed it on the ground. Boom, just freaked out and had to lay down because of some like stress attack.
1: Yeah. And her
2: thought literally the whole time is like, my son's going to hell. Yeah. And so after seeing that shit, to be real and like be honest, whatever, I was like, I'm going to lie. <laughs> like, and so after a time, so now I'm back in LA, right? I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, you know. I you go to church? Talk, of course. Yeah, I talk Bibles. When what I'm saying, I meet up with my friends and I come to this podcast, right? It's like, yeah, we talked about the Bible. We did Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. Yeah, I just have to like say that shit now, you know?
1: Well, I mean, and it makes it, her happy. It makes her really happy. Because at this point, it's like, why well, stress her out? Yeah. You know, like, what does it do? So like that's like sometimes with with my brother, because my mom advises my brother that way. He goes, just say yes, Mm. just agree. But the problem with that too is that when you kind of like feed into that with, I don't think in your case, I think you're doing it right. But like, you know, for stuff like with my my dad over here trying to make him into a bartender. Yeah. (laughs) That'll get the ladies. Yeah. That, I was like, dude, you're a dweeb. (laughs) Shut up. Shut it. Like just... I've never my dad's Michael Scott, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that's My dad's accurate. fucking Michael Scott. Yeah. Hi. I'm Date Mike. That's 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 my dad. The the Kango? Yeah, hat. with the Kangol hat. <laughs> I'm Date Mike. Give me this cherry stem. And he tries to like yeah. nod it with his mouth. I'm like I don't think my dad has dated anybody outside of my mom. Hmm. And my mom was the woman that chased after him, so he didn't have to do anything. Hmm. So he actually doesn't know how to interact with no the opposite clue. sex. He has no fucking clue. Yeah. That's why he has no dating advice. He has nothing. But so in his mind, he thinks he knows how to do it. So he's like, yeah, when she walks in, <laughs> pick her this martini. <laughs> shut up. Shut oh up. Oh my God. Be quiet and shut up. This is my father, dude. Yeah, The most awkward man on fuck. He is Michael Scott from The Office, dude. And I had no clue until this fucking past uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. Shattered my image of him. <laughs> it's like, oh, ever- it happens to almost everybody
2: growing up. Oh, shit, my dad's not as cool as I thought he was. Yeah, fucking yeah.
1: dweeb. <laughs> you know, great father, loving yeah. man, checks all the stuff that's important. But in terms of being like a cool dude, <laughs> absolutely like, no. not, man.
2: I don't know. It's like, I guess because our parents like never grew up with the internet, they have just no clue what is appropriate or inappropriate. Yeah. And speaking of old Korean men that don't know what's appropriate or oh, inappropriate. Dude. Great segue, eh?
1: <laughs> I completely forgot about that, dude. Things. Okay. We got to talk about dude, this. About <laughs> dude. One of my favorite people from one of the best Netflix series of all time, Squid Game, The Grandpa got me too he got me too by somebody that who apparently he inappropriately held this girl's hand that's just that indicted yeah indicted by the
2: police for sexual misconduct, know, misconduct? misconduct? Yeah. but he's what he says is claiming that they walked around a lake and he held her hand yeah um, I feel
1: like there's a little more to that story I don't know <laughs> yeah I, like I, I don't know what's going on there right yeah and I don't know who to believe Hey all, it's David So, and if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. Yeah. But this, I don't know why you holding this young girl's hand, bro. That, how old was the girl? Do we know? Uh,
2: I have no clue. Let's look I that up. let look that up because he's like 82 or
1: something. He's old, dude. Yeah. Squid game pervert. is. One <laughs> <laughs> dude, one of the funniest comments I read was like, dude, it's like, how can you blame him? He thought he heard green light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't make no. that joke. That was online.
1: Listen, hey. No matter how old you get, well, you a pervert? You a pervert. Yeah, and who wants to see him in season two anyway? He dies. <laughs> I used to get so mad when people like look at old people and they go, oh my God, look how sweet they are. You, you don't, don't know, know. them. <laughs> yeah. You don't know them. And then he takes off his Kangle hat. There's a SWAT stick on yeah. He's still <laughs> no, sweet now? Yeah. He's just a fucking old asshole now. Yeah. That's all. I'm not you saying you should go around and beat their asses, but I'm saying like the idea that you think that old people are just sweet just because doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, Sometimes. that's ages. I don't see age. <laughs> <It's>
2: like, <laughs> that's a bad. That's a bad thing to say.
1: <laughs> Did you? I used to hate that phrase too. Where it's like I don't see color. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You're
2: like it's such a bigger problem to be colorblind than acknowledge. And I think you said it in an earlier podcast to celebrate color. Yeah. Celebrate diversity.
1: I don't see color. Yes, you do. Because if you didn't see color, you wouldn't be bringing this up. Yeah. You clearly see color. There's no problem with it. It's not like seeing color is the problem. It's how you behave around it is the issue. The fuck are you talking about, you weirdo? And then like, there was a time when
2: like a lot of white people would say that as a virtual signal thing. Yeah. Like it happened in college once, this guy talking about how he grew up with this friend and it was his best friend in the whole world. And then Maybe not until last year, I just realized he was black, and then everyone in the class just like rolled their eyes, like "Holy fucking shit, bro!" <laughs> Get the Go fuck fucking out of here, die. Yeah, it's like, what was that story? I expected everyone to just slow clap. <laughs> but yeah,
1: cool story, bro.
2: So many of that kind, like, that kind of instance where people think like that. Discounting somebody's color is the most hum, uh, humane thing to
0: do. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's like, no, I'm it's like, no, that's because you see in a lens where normal is just you and everything you talk about normally is you. <laughs> oh, you know what? I forgot my, my. Uh, I have a story about Jason David Frank. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. So when I was in fourth grade, um, we were just a couple years Uh, living in Washington. And then we came down to LA like every summer to vacation with my uncle and cousins and all of my family down here in LA. And then we were at one of the parks up in the Valley and there was this huge film crew, right? Um, And this is my first experience with seeing the real behind the scenes, what I'm watching behind the scenes. And I'm like fourth grade, so I'm like nine years old
1: or something. Was this shot in Seattle?
2: No, no, no! This is in California. Oh, I was okay. visiting LA, yeah. So it was up like near Sherman Oaks, a Balboa Park. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing I know, I see fucking Bulk and Skull <laughs> walking down by right where I'm standing, and i go, like, "Oh my god, Bulk and Skull!" And so, I mean, so maybe maybe Tarantino's right about the movie stars.
1: Yeah, not yeah, the yeah, stars. yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I knew that it was bulk and skull. I was like, Can I have your autograph? He's like, sure. Do you have a pen? I was like, no. He's like, do you have a paper? I was like, no. And I was like, why do you want an autograph? <laughs> I'm
1: like, oh. goes, what am I supposed to autograph yeah. this? <laughs> so, skull, you know how he's always chewing gum? huh He's like,
2: here have this. And he gave me a stick of his gum that he always he always has gum on him to chew while he's filming. And I'm like, what are you guys doing here? What's going on? And he said, we can't tell you, we can't tell you, right? And so all of a sudden, all the kids in the park started running around, like looking for crew members, asking like, so why is Bulk and Skull here? Are you guys Power Rangers crew? Like, Are you guys filming Power Rangers or whatever? And they kept saying, we can't tell you, we can't tell you with a smile on their face. So we're just chilling, whatever. And we knew something big is happening, right? Then I fucking see him, It's fucking Jason David Frank. And now, uh, this is the thing about, if you, if you remember the first uh, iteration of the Power Rangers, Tommy was the Green Ranger first and he was the bad guy, right? And then um, he turned good, but then he went away for a while, right? And all of a sudden this new White Ranger shows up, but nobody knows who he is and he's fucking kicking ass and he's always saving the Power Rangers from trouble. And, and the, the advertising at the time is who is the White Ranger? Who is, who is the White Ranger, Ranger? right? And we, I fucking see Tommy, I see Jason David Frank and he's wearing all white. And all the kids are like, ah, it's Tommy, Tommy's back. Tommy's back That's in the Power crazy. Rangers, right? And then we all got a chance to run up to him and just say our highs and whatever. I obviously couldn't get his autograph, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, like my whole life was just like Power Rangers at that moment in my life. and. I go back up to Washington, come up to school. Everyone's talking about it, right? Who's new, right Ranger? And I'm telling everyone, it's Tommy. Tommy's coming back. I saw it. I saw it. It's Tommy. And then all the kids wouldn't believe me. And it was such a big cultural thing, I guess, for Power Rangers because... Even the older kids, the fifth and sixth graders, who think who called us babies because we would like Power Rangers, uh-huh. they were talking about yo, who do you think the Power yeah. White Ranger is? And I tell the older guys, and they think that I was just a fucking idiot. Yeah. And it comes out, it's fucking Tommy is the White Ranger on TV, and I was like, I can't believe I fucking witnessed that. Yeah. I can't believe like I knew it before everyone else, and that could have been one of those things where I was super interested in the behind the scenes. That was my very first life. Experience with seeing production happen behind,
1: you know, on yeah. scene.
2: and it was for my favorite TV show in life, and it just happened to be going on the day I was just visiting my family. Did you ever go back to them
1: and be like, "What I fucking say, you
2: fuckers? Yeah, I wish I could know all your <laughs> fuck all of you." No, they were like, "No, you did it. No, you did." and You know, it's one of those kids are like that. And yeah, shit. but I was telling, I told you, I told you, Tommy was coming back. But, and they're like, yeah. no,
1: that's not what you said. Yeah, exactly, like, it was I, all
2: of that and nobody fucking believed me. But if I go try to my like other friends, like, oh, Tommy's like, like church friends, uh-huh. right? I found that Tommy's the, the white ranger. They're like, what are you, gay? Why do you like Power Rangers kind of stuff? They thought <laughs> I was a baby. I'm like, oh, it's different. <laughs>
1: like, that's so funny. I had nobody to celebrate it with. And I'm just now telling this story now. <laughs> Dude, but I feel like third, fourth grade, you're supposed to like Power Rangers. Um,
2: Yeah, that's what I assumed too. But man, I, there was a lot of scrutiny. like Because I remember me and another kid, like... um. I think we were doing shit with like first grade class, like big brother kind of thing or whatever. And these kids were playing with these Power Rangers action figures. And me and this other dude were like, oh
1: man, that's
2: so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's so dope. I remember so like I had, had to the, be
1: secretive about it. I had the white tiger, the Zord. The Zord, yeah, I had one of We were 2 again, And it. then I had the uh, the flute, the- the, yeah. The Green Ranger flute thing. Uh, doo, 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 yeah. doo, doo, doo. I fucked up all those toys. Up yeah. I played with it so much. Like I, I played with my toys, dude. My brother later in life
2: got the original Megazord, the entire thing. Apparently that shit is worth like a lot now. Like the OG OG Megazord. Oh, all those
1: like, like uh, vintage toys, mm-hmm. if it's like untouched is worth a shit yeah. ton, dude. I mean, like this is what
2: Jason David Frank meant to me us like and what power rangers was for us as we were like a kids growing up that definitely slayed a lot of pussy yeah shit, you know?
1: 100%. a hundred percent everybody wanted fucking good looking guy dude yeah that was just fucking slaying puss so, yeah man rest in peace you know power I rangers did, 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 did. too i don't think they have like the same effect uh like they did Today, with us nah. like power rangers were amazing like when the movie came out remember the movie oh my god just how fucking amazing shattering yeah it was thanos the I, original yeah, one Ooze. Was- <laughs> yeah it was thanos dude have you
2: went-, went back and like watched
1: it again no it's been a long time holy shit the cgi at
2: that day and age it's bad it's so bad but uh, oh man but i that was
1: one of the very first uh, few movies we had on vhs I watched the shit out of that. Man. I just remember the fighting was so much better in the movie than it mm-hmm. was in the TV show. Yeah. Like the fight choreography was fucking good and right. the, the the cable shit that they were using to yeah. get them to the jump was amazing. <laughs> and then they became the ninja zords and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty funny, like when you look at um how many different iterations of Power Rangers that they have. And we know yeah. a and couple of yeah, Power Rangers, Yoshi yeah. and them, right? Um But like the effect that Power Rangers had on our generation was completely different. Mm. Everybody was about everybody wanted the toys. Everybody was talking about it. Um, And I just heard it
2: was like Pokemon before Pokemon, I guess. Yeah,
1: it was like one of those waves that came in. Who's the only? Saban. Saban, yeah. I heard that guy's a fucking dick. Yeah, I have only read about like I've heard terrible things about that fool.
2: He just exploits a lot of young actors to become.
1: Yeah, I heard he doesn't yeah, pay them shit. Years. They don't get any money for any of the action figures. They own all the likeness to everything. All of that. He's like a bajillionaire. It's like, you don't even need the fucking any, the money anymore. Yeah. You piece of shit. Like, what's wrong with these people, man? Just exploitative. Exploitative. This LA, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, for him too, it's
1: like, how much money do you need? Yeah. Like, in, in that kind of case too. Also, I have a small little bone to pick with Elon Musk. Uh, Eight billion people in the world. Uh, you spent 44 billion on this. You couldn't have... <laughs> I could use a billion. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. To think. Just think oh, about. That. I never actually did the
2: math on that.
1: <laughs> well, he, a, like, a, he bought Twitter for forty-four billion.
2: Yeah, forty-four. Like that. That's in itself. That is a number I can't comprehend. Yeah, it sounds so inflated to me. There's no fucking way. It's it's a wonder. Like, how, like how much more do you need? Yeah, you know. And he's truly proven like what fuck you money means (laughs) where just like it just doesn't seem to matter to to him it's like a dent in his pocket
1: for twitter that's fucking crazy how much money that 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 individual has how nuts is that type of shit like the idea that somebody owns that type of wealth blows my fucking mind i mean
2: there's Yeah, and at the same time, too, it's kind of hard to hear him, like, really complain about taxes and shit, too. Mm -hmm. But it's like, it wouldn't even hurt you. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt you. And then we'd have some good highways here in L.A.
1: (laughs) Hey, hurry up and make that fucking train you you said you were going to make you jackass? Apparently, that's all a big scam,
2: too. (sighs) So he created that Hyperloop thing. Yeah. So that he could kill the rail system in California State. Because... California was trying to create a high speed rail from San Francisco to LA. Yeah. So it would take like two hours maybe for a one way trip. And Elon Musk basically created and spend millions upon millions, if not a billion, like on this hyperloop thing and underground stuff just to kill. You want to kill trains, right? Because they don't use gas either. They are clean energy transportation mm-hmm. and it carries massive amounts of people. But this guy sells electric cars. It's a classic move in the, you know, the automotive that's industry. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he did Cause, that because, like, look at how LA is built. We don't have a, a good subway system, right? Or public yeah. transportation. That's because Goodyear and all of their influence in the 1920s and shit, they lobbied and, like, bribed the whole city so they didn't build a subway here. Yeah. That's why LA is built the way it is. It runs on car transportation. Just so, like... Because it doesn't. Goodyear
1: doesn't care what car you buy as long as you buy tires. It's, and you need four of them for one car. It's the most inefficient thing I've ever seen in my life. And like, listen, when you guys ever, if you guys ever happen to go to Japan, Korea, Taiwan, or any place that has like a great subway system, and don't you dare fucking say New York because it's not New York. New York subway <laughs> system is disgusting. It's gross. It's fucking disgusting. It's scary too. <laughs> exactly. Like... I it's, mean, it literally you expect a Ninja Turtle to come out of yeah. the fucking ground. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. And people are like, oh, just take the subway in New York. No, I'm okay. I don't I mean, want to. There's, there's a bit of a charm where it's like, oh man, this shit is so old and whatever. But then it's like, yeah, this shit is so old. It's gross. Yeah. <laughs> like when you see how efficient the public transportation system is in Korea, I understand yeah. why people don't need a car. Mm. You know, yeah. like the bus system is so fucking amazing. Yeah. It's really good and people respect the things that they have out there. Like America is such a weird country. Like for for a bunch of people who, you know, supposedly has a lot of pride in this country, you sure as hell treat the shit that we have here like shit. Yeah, there's a lot of litter. Yeah. For, for the greatest country in the history of mankind. Yeah, like I, I see a lot of like lip service, yeah. you know? Like when I see people just throw trash on the floor, like, wait, don't you care about this country? I thought yeah. you cared about this country. So shouldn't you treat it a little yeah, better? the little things like littering. Yeah, for sure. It's just like, damn, bro. It's such a, Like I'll, I'll never understand. Like if we had a great transportation system here, it would fix so many problems. I would love it. I mm-hmm. hate driving. Yeah. I fucking hate driving. If I could just hop onto a train and like, okay, it'll take me there in like 20 or 30 minutes on a clean seat without shit on it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think I would take that? It's amazing how we don't have bullet trains
2: and we have such like so much flat land. I yeah. mean, like we
1: we could like go anywhere. The technology that's out. We don't even have like a dope busing system, dude. No. Nope. Like trying to try to find like an overnight bus to like say from here to like I don't know San Francisco right it's like this sh- shit Greyhound yeah <laughs> like, it's fucking you, be shit be careful <laughs> I fucking hate it dude like I would yeah. prefer if we had dude if we could just have a dope tra- like two hours to get into a train to go all the way to like Sacramento yeah I would fucking love it yeah. the only problem is is like the biggest issue that we would have with that is kind of like the homeless situation yeah um, they opened up a train stop off near my parents house back mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. our homeless situation now in our neighborhood is really bad hmm because they went from the other spots, and now they travel all over here. Right. Now there's tents everywhere. Right. So there's I don't I don't like I don't know how to solve that shit.
2: Yeah, it's it's like a it's a cycle and such. Like I had to take. So I I had gotten in a car accident a couple months ago, and I had to take the L.A. Metro. Wasn't that bad? Was not that bad. Although the, yes, I did run into one mentally ill person <laughs> who was screaming crazy shit. Um, it was now I'm taking back that it was not that bad statement, but
1: it was tolerable. <laughs> dude, I had that shit happen to me in Sacramento, which like you know, my friends were telling me like the like the mentally ill homeless situation is kind of crazy out in Sacramento now. Literally just walking by, I'm dressed up about to go to a wedding. I I stop by a coffee place. Some dude looks at me. He just goes, "Yeah, you ain't the one, bitch." <laughs> what the? Fuck? And I'm like. Excuse me? Who? He was what, like, You are... Yeah, you ain't the one, bitch. And talking to me, I'm like, hey bro, you just call me a bitch? Like he goes, Yeah, you ain't the fucking one. I'm like, uh I don't even know if I should be mad. Yeah, am I supposed to fight Jet Lee right yeah. now? <laughs> like <what? laughs> He goes, keep walking. You ain't him. You ain't him. I'm like, What is Okay, this? I'm just gonna keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know what the fuck that shit was about. I don't just know. some wild people like yelling at you and shit yeah I don't know man like I there's all these like things I want to have solutions for but like when people talk to me about the homeless thing I'm like I don't know because they're people too you, you know. just pick them up and just toss them aside you can't do that they're human beings yeah so that's like, the solution like the
2: most fascist idea would create like a homeless penal colony you know and then like make sure everything is taken care of for them but then they would be exploited and such and then what is the the other side just give them a house yeah the idea of like uh or like converting old abandoned hotels, like the Hote Cecil? Yeah, Hotel, hotel Cecil. Know, turning that, just letting homeless people live there. So like, then what, it becomes like a crazy project, housing, like where it's just
1: a cesspool of like, unregulate and do whatever you want kind of building. Yeah, and there's also that idea too, of like people get upset because they work hard to make sure that they have food in their stomachs and a, a you know, roof over their head. But then I was like, "Why would I do that if I could just be homeless?" (laughs) And then I just get food in my stomach and a roof over my head. Yeah, why don't I just do that instead? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I I wonder what the solution for that is because people, a lot of people, talk about it, and I just don't have anything. I I just it's
2: so complicated that neither do I. It's like you can say UBI. um, You could probably just the idea, like I said, the other whole crazy other aspect of it being just make homelessness illegal. You know, And there's another thing, the, the fucking Olympics are coming to LA, 2028.
1: Oh, what the fuck is gonna happen with And that? the
2: World Cup, 2026. What are they gonna do? You know? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, what? we're gonna put all the homeless. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the thing is, you could leave them there and say, this is what LA is about, that like, this is part of LA, because mm-hmm. that's exactly what's happening right now. But every time there's an Olympic or a world event, they want to hide them. They want to shoo them away. I mean, and right now, as of this moment, twenty twenty six, four years from now, they gotta clean up for the World Cup. You Damn, know? I not even think about that shit. Yeah. Well, if it was China, they would just throw them away somewhere. You're right.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. But we're not that. We actually but care we're about not people. That.
2: Yeah. So it's complicated, and I hopefully that's why you know people vote for whoever we believe will figure that shit out, and then you just peace of mind. Go back to the rest of your life.
1: Trump's going to be president. Yeah, (laughs) We got to do something about the homeless. We got to do
2: something. My my Trump is fucking terrible. (laughs) I can't even fucking try.
1: I walked in and I was like, wow, there's a lot of homeless people. (laughs) (laughs) There's homeless people everywhere. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Uh you can catch Ed at Ed Park VP or Bible study at Momo's, where he's telling his mom that he's going to Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> to, sa- to save their relationship. Yep. And then Genius Print every Sundays at twelve PM. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find